You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis solo for the final hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern here on a Friday afternoon. Always busy on Fridays as we get a lot of injury news and determinations on some players that have been ruled out, others that we're not sure about. So we'll go over all of that. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis. You can follow me on the gram at Aaron 88 Check out all my work at uh, FullTimeFantasy.com. I have the Week 8 Deep Sleeper article. That is up now, so you can check that out. We have the Fantasy Football Wide Receiver Matchups Reports, breaking down the betting lines, the stock watch, stardom, sit and a lot more. If you have any specific questions, you could ask them on the message boards and the forums. So lineup questions, uh, trades, Waiver wire pickups, we've got you covered. You could also check out my work, si.com slash fantasy. Have the week eight sneaky starts, the stock watch there as well. And of course, we got you covered for DFS write ups for the slate this weekend, the optimizer, and also NHL and NBA. NBA kicked off this week. We had a uh, three, three game slate last night, more games tonight going on in the NBA. So, uh, you can check all of that out. Uh, we have, uh, different articles and Slack chat and everything, all that stuff to help you guys out and win some of that money. Joe Pollock, uh, he's part of the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network. He's going to join me at 3.40 p.m. Eastern to break down the Week 8 DFS slate. Uh, But we kick it off taking a look at last night's game and what it means for fantasy purposes going forward. Obviously, we knew it wasn't going to be a great game, and it certainly wasn't, as the uh, Vikings were able to hold on and beat the Redskins 19 to 9. Uh, Kirk Cousins had a good game here. And, you know, that was the debate this week when trying to use Kirk Cousins. And I have him in a super flex league, so I start him. Uh, but my other decision was one of our online championship leagues. And it was Kirk Cousins or Jameis Winston. And you know, I know Winston's matchup's not great, but I still think, you know, he finds a way to put up production each every week. Obviously, Cousins had a great matchup going up against his former team. And, you know, the concern here was how much would he throw? Would the Vikings have a big lead and not ask him to do much? But he's played very well going into last night. You know, he had three straight weeks of 300 passing yards, 10 touchdowns, and no interceptions over the previous three games. So, you know, if you said, well, I'm not playing Cousins, I mean, because of that, I don't think you're necessarily were right. I mean, he had 26 pass attempts. He completed 23. One was a Dalvin Cook drop. So he was very good. He had 285 passing yards and 11 yards per pass attempt. Unfortunately, you know, they settled for field goals. Stefan Diggs had the fumble early in the first quarter when they were driving. So it's kind of unfortunate that he did not come through with a touchdown or a pick. He took two sacks uh, inside the 20, which led to a field goal. So these were definitely not good timing there. But, you know, it was a solid game. From But fantasy, you're disappointed. I mean, he didn't have a touchdown. So I think he, he was a good play. It's not like they were up by 20 and just running the ball. And they did run the ball a lot in the fourth quarter, though, milking that clock there. So, you know, that's unfortunately what is going to happen at times uh, in this offense. But I think the process in playing Cousins made sense. And if I would have told you, 
he's going to finish with 285 passing yards and 11 yards per pass attempt. You'd be like, oh, wow, he probably threw multiple touchdowns. Well, he didn't. So it's unfortunate. Dalvin Cook, I mean, just a huge game. 23 for 98 with a touchdown on the ground. Five catches for 73 yards. And, you know, it's just staying healthy. You know, if we do a redraft league today, he's probably the second player off the board. I think most people would go Christian McCaffrey. And then it'd be probably Barkley. Uh, and Dalvin Cook in the conversation. I mean, he's been that good. They're committed to him. He's involved in the passing game. Uh, and look, 28 touches on a short week. So he's been great this year. And his backup, Alexander Madison, has looked tremendous this year. I mean, for real, there's a lot of times if you don't notice the numbers, I mean, because you could see it's 33 and 25, but if you don't see the numbers and you watch them run, uh, it doesn't look that much different. I mean, Madison has looked really good this year, and he could have had a bigger game. He had several big runs nullified by penalties, but he was 13 for 61 and two catches for three yards. So, you know, this did shape up as a game where if the game script played out with the Vikings as 16.5-point favorites, you said, all right, there's a good shot that Madison gets double-digit touches this week, and that's exactly what happened. Not the greatest line because he didn't get the touchdown, uh, but I the bottom line is, you know, he is the guy to own here. He's one of the top handcuffs. There's no doubt about it. And we talked about it before the year. We've talked about it during the year. I mean, he's been in the waiver wire column here and there. I just can't put him in there every single week. But uh, he, he does have a low ownership percentage in some leagues. Now, there are leagues with 15, 16 roster spots, especially with bye weeks and injuries. You just can't stash everyone. So he could be available there. But if you're a Dalvin Cook owner, you certainly want to have Madison, you know, especially now. If you, this is like the time to really start looking at handcuffs if you haven't done it already. And, you know, and, and some people are split. Some people think it's necessary to have handcuffs. Others don't. But I think at this time of the year, as the buys start to subside, yeah, it's definitely the right time. Even if you're not the big handcuff believer, now is the time to really start doing it because we're getting a crunch time. And, uh, you know, more and more teams will already have had their buy. So you won't have to worry about it as much. Stefan Diggs, as expected, huge game with no Adam Thielen. Seven targets, seven for 143. Look, you're going to start him most weeks. Him, uh, Adam Thielen is expected to come back next week. Sat out with the hamstring injury due to the short week. Uh, so, look, they're both not going to be able to produce big numbers every week. But those are the two guys you start and pretty much no one else. You know, it did look like Irv Smith or Kyle Rudolph could have a decent amount of targets here. But, you know, it, they didn't throw a lot. Smith, three for 21. Rudolph for three for 17. So, uh, and if you went with B.C. Johnson as a streamer, eh, it didn't work out. Two for 27 on two targets. So, when Thielen's back, he's not going to have a, a, a value at all. Not in the way this offense is. For the Redskins, you know, Case Keenan was actually playing pretty well and then had a concussion or is being evaluated. And Dwayne Haskins came in for the second half. It was just awful. Three of five for 33 yards. He threw a terrible interception. Terry McLaurin was wide open. He sailed the ball over his head. He took two sacks. I mean, he's clearly not ready. If you used Adrian Peterson, I guess it was not terrible. You know, he had the ankle issue, uh, but he looked good on a couple of runs. 14 for 76. That's 5.4 yards a pop. Two receptions for 27 yards, but again, it's just, you don't feel good starting him uh, unless the matchup was like Miami, like we saw a couple weeks ago. He's going to get volume, but very few targets in the passing game. He only had two in this one, and he's just not going to score many touchdowns in this offense because they can't move the football. And Terry McLaurin, you hope that Case Keenum is back, man, because this kid is good. He had four for 39 all in the first half, but then nothing with Haskins at quarterback. So, you really need him. And that's the only guy you can start in this passing game. Uh, it's just a terrible offense, and they're just not going to put up many points. 
Lots more ahead when we return as we'll take a look at some injury news. Who's in, who's out? We'll let you know next. Full-time fantasy. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back here it is, full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Friday afternoon as we get you set for Week 8, which kicked off last night. Not very exciting fashion as the Vikings beat the Redskins 19-9. Go check out all my work, fulltimefantasy.com. Week 8 Deep Sleepers article is up now. 
and uh, I think some some sleeper deep sleepers are going to be added uh, because of some of the injury news that we've had here. It's opening up some opportunities, uh, specifically at the tight end position. So we'll get to that in a second. Uh, but you can check out that article now. Uh, also, if you have any questions. You could ask them on the message boards in the forums, and uh, we will get you a uh, response. Uh, ASAP all the way leading up to kickoff on Sunday afternoon. All right, let's take a look at some of the latest news. Uh, just happened right now. The Titans have ruled out Delaney Walker for Week 8. Not a surprise here at all. He barely played last week. He had an ankle issue, and it's the same ankle where he had a problem with last year. So I like John New Smith this week. I uh, wrote about him in the Wave of Wire article early in the week. So if you read that and you made the anticipation in adding him, that worked out for you. Uh, he's a good athlete, man. And we've seen uh, flashes from him. And he played 83% of the snaps last week. And, uh, you know, I know he's disappointed at some of the starts in his career. Uh, but it's a really good matchup because... Tennessee's got the Titans this week, and they've really struggled against the tight end. And when you play the Buccaneers, you got to pass on them. They have really been phenomenal against the run. They've shut down Christian McCaffrey twice this year. They've held Alvin Kamara to 62 rushing yards. So the way you attack them is through the air. So I think you could see John O. Smith uh, get a decent amount of targets this week. And, uh, you know, people are really hurting at the tight end position. So... Uh, if you are one of those, you've been streaming, maybe you have someone uh, that you don't like on your roster this week, I think John O. Smith is uh, definitely in consideration to get the start this week. Uh, and he could be on your waiver. He had three three carry, three receptions for 64 yards last week. So, you know, that would be – you'll take that from a tight end right now. I mean, some of the tight end uh, – uh, numbers that we've seen put up, they have sucked. So uh, he's got a good matchup. Again, averaged 20.3 yards per catch last week and uh, had a 35-yard reception. So I think he's in play. Let's go to the Jersey Shore and bring in Terry. Terry, how are you? Oh, great, Adam. Thanks for taking my call. I just had a few questions. Like, I need a tight end because of the bye. And I picked up Chris Herndon, but I think he might still be hurt. So I yeah. don't know if I should take a John U. Smith or a Cameron Braid or a Noah Font. And then another quarterback question. Yeah, I'm going to give the edge to Smith here. I don't think – it doesn't sound like Curtin's going to play, and I have him too in a league, and I actually just cut him uh, because uh, I have Mark Andrews. Like, I like Curtin, and I want I want to hold on to him, but I can't in this league because I have Mark Andrews, and I'm not going to hold three tight ends in this league. So um, I had to make the uh, – actually, right now, as I say this, I'm actually going to uh, add Jonu Smith. Uh, and add to the lineup uh, right now. So multitasking here, but yeah, I like. I think it's close between Janu and Brait. The one thing about Brait that he gets hurt a little bit is they haven't thrown at the tight end much this year. And I know Winston likes looking for Brait in the red zone, and Brait doesn't is not a good blocker, so he's not going to block like OJ Howard did. But I just think uh, Smith is a big play receiver. And uh, I think they're going to be passing against the Bucs. They're going to feed Derrick Henry. He'll get his 15, 20 touches. But if they're smart, they're going to realize this isn't working. So uh, in your instance, yeah, I'm going to pick up Jonu Smith. Uh, who's your other – do you have a tight end on by? Is that why? Well, yeah, I have Mark Andrews. And then um, I, I do have for a quarterback, um, Winston. And I picked up Josh Allen. I was going to play Winston. 
over Josh Allen. Yeah, I have um, the, I have the same decision. I'm going with Allen. Um, again, I think Winston is not a bad play this week, and he can put up numbers. Now, Allen, the one concern is he's had a lot of good matchups and has not been great. He had two touchdowns, though, last week against Miami. He can run a little bit. We know Philadelphia's weakness is through the air. I do think Philly wins this game this week, though, but uh, I am myself with, faced with the same decision. As of right now, <laughs> I'm leaning Josh Allen. I'm kind of going back and forth, but I, I, right now I have Josh Allen in. And would you drop either of them for backing up Barkley or Gurley? Oh, or no, don't give them to someone else. You're saying drop one of those quarterbacks to get the backup for Barkley or Gurley? Yeah, like, or can I just wait a week and then uh, get rid of my other tight end and back him up probably? Yeah, if they're not picked up by now, I think you could wait. Now, obviously the risk is one of those guys getting hurt this weekend, but uh, I think you, you can wait if if you really want to. Yeah, I don't want to give anyone a good quarterback. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, Josh Allen, I think, is going to have a good run. I could just go between Winston and him probably for a little while. Yeah, I think so. I think you could kind of play the matchups each week. You know, uh, I do think Winston, a lot of weeks, will, will be solid. But we know that there's the potential downside, as we saw in that game in London, where he just was getting picked over and over. But um, Yeah, and I did get, like, 23 points from him because I guess we got the um, 100-yard bonus, 100-yard, and he had, like, 400-yard bonus, right? Right, exactly. So I did get some points. So I don't know if that matters that I get points and I get taken away for receptions. But he's, I mean, interception. So um, I don't know if he'll have one of those games. But I guess I'll just decide last minute, right? Like you're going to because yeah, <laughs> it's uh, like you, Philly, Philly doesn't step up much, but this could be the week they shut down John Smith. I mean, John Brown. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they'll shut him down. Uh, but I do think they win the game this week. I think they are kind of desperate for a win, and Buffalo has kind of been playing over their heads. You know, they could have easily lost that game to Miami last week, and they were fortunate to get the victory. Uh, the thing is, is that, you know, Allen just has the high floor. He can give you 30, 40 rushing yards, and if there's any week, again, that he can duplicate what he did last week with the multiple touchdowns, it is this week against Philly, who has just been really, really vulnerable against the pass. All right, so um, I'll go pick up Johnny Smith. Thank you so much, and good luck to you, and good luck to me. <laughs> All right, well, thanks a lot. I appreciate the call. Always good talking to you, Terry. Yeah, this is definitely a good week, man, if you are uh, hurting a tight end. There's a couple of options out there. Uh, the other one we mentioned is Cameron Bray uh, with uh, O.J. Howard being ruled out, and it just sucks, man, if you're an O.J. Howard owner. And uh, I was high on O.J. Howard this year. There was no doubt about it. And uh, I'm in 13 redraft leagues, and uh, I guess I got fortunate to only get him in one, and it was a 14-team league, so he clearly has hurt me this year. But uh, I just – and again, I, I don't think it's uh, as simple as, oh, Bruce Arians doesn't use a tight end. I mean, he did use Heath Miller in Pittsburgh, so I don't know what's going on here with O.J. Howard, but he's been ruled out. And, um, you know, Cameron Brait, the one thing about him is he does get red zone targets. It seems like – Winston does look for him in the red zone since the t- start of 2016. He's got 22 touchdowns. So he's another streamer. I think I give Janu Smith a slight edge here. Uh, but I think they're both like the way the state of the tight end is, you know, they're kind of both borderline tight end ones this week, man. I mean, it's kind of pretty bad. Uh, again, you know, and especially Herndon's out. I mean, the bottom half of tight end. So I was looking at uh, going with, with Jack Doyle this week, man. And uh, I went up and out and picked up uh, Janu Smith there. So uh, 
that's who I'm looking at right now. Actually, I got to make sure that I actually did that because uh, I think I picked up Brait earlier. And uh, Jonu Smith is is here, so I'm going to make that move right now. Someone else might pick up Cameron Brait, but it's all right. I, I, I think, again, I think they're both in play, but uh, I prefer Jonu Smith a little bit. Very good athlete, has made some big plays. So, yeah, I picked up Jonu Smith in two leagues uh, where I could use some tight end help. One of them... Yeah, that's the tough decision with a guy like Chris Herndon. You know, I like him a lot, uh, but I have him in a league with Jared Cook, and I have Darren Fells, man, and it's just like I hate holding three tight ends. That's 18 roster spots, and then another league where I was going to start Herndon this week, I have Mark Andrews. I dropped Herndon to get John Smith. Now, depending on what happens uh, next week, you know, I could always drop Smith to get Herndon back if someone doesn't beat me to him in fab, but, you know, I do like Herndon. I think there's some upside there long-term, but he's not playing this week, and Sometimes you you can't hold on forever because you need that guy for this week, especially with a guy like Mark Andrews on by. So, hey, there's been a lot of weeks. We haven't had great tight end options, and it's not like Smith and Bray are locks, but they're certainly in a good spot this week. So you can look to stream those guys in your lineup and maybe even consider them in DFS. Lots more injury news ahead as we continue with his full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back here, it is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. On a Friday afternoon, we'll be talking some DFS with Joe Pollock, part of the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network, coming up at 3.40 p.m. Eastern. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Taking a look at some of the news going on here across the NFL. Uh, John Gruden said Josh Jacobs expects to play this week. He's been dealing with a shoulder issue and has been missing practice this week. But they have kind of said he is going to be a go. He's obviously had huge volume, even in games where they've been blown out. So... It does, you know, hurt him a little bit late in games, but still, uh, he's someone that is getting the production and running very well. So Jacob's still in the conversation this week uh, for RB two in your season long leagues. This one is something that I'm a little surprised about here. So Jalen Samuels practiced in full today. So I was stunned at this uh, because it looked like he was going to miss. You know, I think they initially said like four weeks. They had the bye week, and uh, he's been practicing now two straight days in full. So that is very interesting because James Conner was dealing with a little bit of a quad injury before the bye week, but they said he's going to be fine. So Conner is going to start, but I actually thought Benny Snell was going to be a sneaky start this week. Uh, That's not going to be the case now. I'm going to have to scratch that off the list. Um, So maybe Samuels gets double-digit touches. Uh, It's a good spot here for the Steelers. They're at home coming off the bye. Monday night football and favored. Uh, by 14, 14 and a half points against the Dolphins. So if they do control the game and they control that game script, uh, you could see Jalen Samuels uh, in play. So definitely a good sign for him. He might have been dropped in a lot of leagues. So I think he's the guy that you want to add to your roster. I actually did uh, when I saw this news initially in a 14-team league. I went out there and picked up Jalen Samuels. So uh, he would obviously be... He's ahead of Benny Snell in the pecking order. So uh, definitely consider that. And that's where, you know, it's important here on these Friday afternoons. If you are in a league with first come, first serve, and I hate them. You know, I've already said that. uh, And it's an advantage for me. Okay, I'm sitting here doing the show, monitoring the news. I can just boom, go. I know other people are working. They're doing things. 
It's Friday. Happy hours coming up. So you really got to pay attention when you're in these first come first serve leagues. So uh, I'm only in a couple. Uh, obviously, in the high stakes leagues, we don't have that. It's only Wednesday night and Friday night for the fantasy football world championships. Waiver wires at 10 p.m. Eastern. But even in those formats, it's possible. I don't recall Jalen Samuels on the waiver wire in any of those leagues. I'm going to double check. He could be out there. Uh, but this certainly hurts a guy like Benny Snell because he's now third in the pecking order. Well, you could also say, well, James Conner's been banked up a couple times already and Samuels is coming off an injury. Uh, but it certainly makes him less appealing than he was uh, a week or two ago. So just keep that in mind uh, for sure. Uh, Eagles have ruled out left tackle Jason Peters. Uh, and Deshaun Jackson has been ruled out. So they really miss Deshaun Jackson, I think, on offense. They don't have any speed. He's the guy that really kind of changes things, and we saw what he did early in the year. So uh, it's definitely hurt Carson Wentz, Uh, and this is a tough spot this week uh, going up against that Bills defense that has played very well. The Saints are going to be key this week. We're paying attention to two things. Who's going to be the quarterback? Who's going to be the running back? Sean Payton declined to name a starting quarterback. He said Drew Brees was limited and that Brees and Teddy Bridgewater got a lot of work this week. So, look, from a Saints perspective, we're sitting here. We're looking at this. And, unfortunately, teams and coaches don't have the same mindset we do. Because it's easy for us to say, well, the Saints are 6-1. and one. They have a bye in Week 9. Why would you play? Um, why would you play Drew Brees? Now, if Brees thinks he's ready and he showed that he can hold the football, that he can throw it, he's a veteran that's been around you're going to trust them, especially if the doctors give them clearance. So I know everyone's thinking, oh, it makes no sense. They got a bye week. Give them the extra week. Teams don't think like that. If the guys are ready to play and they think they can contribute, then I'll look at it like, oh, we can win against Arizona. Nothing is a gimme in the NFL. It really isn't. You want to say if you play Miami, fine. But Miami almost beat Washington. They almost beat Buffalo. So it's never a given. And even though the Saints are just in a smash spot at home against the Cardinals, but that's going to be key because a lot of people wanted to stream Teddy Bridgewater this week. Uh, I know I have him in the Scott Fishbowl with Lamar Jackson on by, so I wanted to play Bridgewater, so I'm kind of waiting on this decision. But we, we might not know until Sunday, so just keep an eye on that. But that's uh, one of the big decisions that we're looking at this week. Same with Alvin Kamara. We don't know if he's going to play. And if he's out, Latavius Murray's in a really good spot. Uh, you'd play Latavius Murray. Uh, he had a huge game last week, a lot of volume. Uh, and, you know, I mentioned it last week. I was like, I don't care if he's playing the Bears. You know, he, he I'm playing him. And uh, I know a lot of people um, took my advice on the message board. So I appreciate uh, that I could help you. And, uh, you know, some people are looking, oh, it's the Bears. Nah, not worried about it. Huge running back getting volume. This week it's the Cardinals. So keep an eye on that. Uh, the Browns getting some help, uh, which they're going to need every, all of it against the Patriots. Greedy Williams and Denzel Ward, both not on the injury report. So they'll play. Pat Mahomes has been ruled out. This is not a surprise. I mean, come on. Like, we saw him practice this week a little bit. He was limited, looked good. But there was no way Pat Mahomes was playing this week. Could you imagine if he went out there with a bad ankle? Let's not forget that high ankle sprain was still a factor. He was limping a lot. And then, of course, the kneecap injury. There was no way they were going to risk him in this game. If he did and Andy Reid put him out there and he got hurt, boy, that would have been a major problem. Uh, so Mahomes not going to play. It'll be Matt Moore. Uh, we'll see. Uh, maybe, maybe Mahomes comes back sooner than we think, uh, but they have to be really careful because they're still in good shape in the division. They're, they're more than likely going to be the playoffs. I mean, you look at that division, who's really going to threaten them at this point? 
You know, Denver obviously is kind of given up trading Emmanuel Sanders. Chargers have a ton of problems. And the Raiders are very up and down. So the Chiefs should be fine without Mahomes. They might not win this week, though. They have a lot of injuries, man. Frank Clark, defensive end, has been ruled out. So that's good for the Packers offense. Their tackle defensive uh, tackle, Chris Jones, is out uh, his third consecutive game. So they're kind of banged up there uh, on the secondary side. So uh, keep that in mind there. Uh, but I think they should be, Chiefs will be fine winning as far as winning the division. They need to be very careful with Mahomes. Sammy Watkins will play. Mm, I don't know if you're excited about that. You probably shouldn't be, especially with no Mahomes at quarterback. Um, don't love him this week. I have him in one league, and uh, I doubt I'm playing him. Although, it could I could be forced to if Keenan Allen's out. Uh, Keenan Allen dealing with a hamstring injury. He's questionable for the matchup this week. And remember, that came midweek. You hate seeing that midweek. Um, and, you know, this really could be a game-time decision. I don't know. It's always tricky with hamstring injuries. Usually guys will not play. Uh, I think if Keenan Allen is out, it certainly helps Mike Williams, who's been getting a ton of targets and still can't find the end zone. He had 10 touchdowns last year, and he's had opportunities this year. But at some point, uh, he will find the end zone. So I think Mike Williams would obviously benefit a little bit with Keenan Allen out because that would mean more targets. Also, uh, Austin Eckler and Hunter Henry as well. They have no depth at wide receiver now, the good thing is that game is 1 p.m. Eastern. They're playing the Bears in Chicago. But that's you know the reason why I liked a lot of these guys this year was the lack of depth at wide receiver. I mean, if he's out, they're probably looking at uh, Andre Patton, Jeremy Davis. Uh, I mean, you're not playing these guys. So uh, the Bears have been good uh, against the pass this year. But uh, I uh, they're not what they were last year. I don't think we're really scared of them. So I think you can look at... Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, Austin Eckler, if uh, Keenan Allen is out. Uh, there's a chance Paris Campbell plays this week. You know, he's been a rough rookie year for him. I like the talent. You know, he had the hamstring injury. Then he had the abdomen surgery. So he's a guy I think you keep an eye on. They've just been spreading it around. You know, I know Zach Pascal scored two touchdowns last week, but he played 47% of the snaps. Chester Roster, Rogers actually played more at 54%. Deion Kane, 42%. So, it's tough to trust anyone in this offense on a regular basis. I think Campbell could be a guy in a few weeks that we are looking at, uh, but he's more of a stash in deep formats just because you know there's not been that consistency there uh, from anyone in that passing game outside of T.Y. Hilton. D.D. Westbrook is questionable for this week. Remember, he had the same issue last week with the shoulder. He went out there and played and uh, had a good game. So... Uh, that's the one thing in this offense. It's really concentrated on D.D. Westbrook, D.J. Chark, and Leonard Fournette. Chris Conley has been mixed in a little bit. But I think if D.D. Westbrook is active, you can play him. It's a good matchup against the Jets. They are not good in the secondary. So you can take a look at him. Matt Ryan is being listed as questionable for the game against the Seahawks. Uh, they said, Dan Quinn said they will determine his status tomorrow. So... Uh, Matt Ryan has this uh, consecutive game streak. I think it's 153-154. He hasn't missed a game in a long time. He did practice today after sitting out practice Wednesday and Thursday. Sounds like he's going to play with this ankle sprain, and certainly that bodes well, especially if you're looking to play some of your Seahawks this week. You're hoping that Matt Ryan could be in there to keep this game close and allow Russell Wilson to put up those pass attempts against this very, very putrid secondary and defense. 
Sterling Shepard has officially been ruled out for week eight against the Lions. Not a surprise here. So that's obviously good for Golden Tate in his revenge game against Detroit. So, uh, you know, I think there's going to be a high-scoring game, I think, between the Giants and Lions. So uh, you're going to want to get some of your Giants in the lineup this week as well. Uh, David Johnson's game-time decision. Here we go again. I don't think he plays, man. I just don't. I don't know why they're just not ruling him out. He barely played last week. They brought in Alfred Morris and Zach Center, so it'll be another Chase Edmonds week, although the matchup is much more difficult this week against the Saints. This is not the Giants' defense, but I still think you can play him. Chris Herndon limited. Doesn't look like he is going to play this week for the Jets. When we return, Joel Pollock joins me to break down the DFS slate, full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rohn is here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Friday afternoon, getting you set for Week 8. And joining us now, it is Joe Pollock. He's part of the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network. Joe, what's going on? Not much, man. How you doing, Adam? Doing pretty well. Where else can people find you, listen to you? Uh, our podcast is released on thefantasytakeaway.com, or you can go to the Full-Time Fantasy website. You can also find me on Twitter, at Human Stat Sheet, or the show, at Takeaway. All right, great stuff. Uh, let's take a look ahead to the DFS slate for Sunday. Uh, quarterbacks this week on DraftKings, you got Russell Wilson, 7,200. Deshaun Watson, 7,100. Uh, also, Jared Goff, 68. Are you looking to pay up a quarterback this week? Are any of those guys worth paying up for? Or are you looking at a different tier this week? If I am looking to pay up, it's Deshaun Watson. I do have some fear that that game with Seattle could turn into a blowout. And we all know what happens in Russell Wilson blowouts. He doesn't throw the football enough to really get you that ceiling. So I I do like to pay up if I'm going for Deshaun Watson. But I'm looking actually at Ryan Tannehill in tournaments. I think he's a really nice play. I think their defensive matchup is great with the Buccaneers. And the stack with Corey Davis is absolutely incredible. You can get both of them for like 9,600, 9,500 on DraftKings. Yeah, I think Tannehill is going to be a little popular this week. Uh, he's coming off a good performance last week. Obviously, you mentioned if you're going to beat the Bucks, you got to beat them through the air. They have been so dominant against the run. They have shut down Christian McCaffrey twice. They held Alvin Kamara to 62 rushing yards. I hope the Titans don't get dumb here and give Derrick Henry 25 touches. I mean, I don't mind. You know, you got to give him the football, but... If you want to win this game, you got to attack them through the air. And uh, Tannehill's coming off a game where uh, 23.2 DraftKings points last week. Yeah, I don't actually have his ownership percentage that high on a lot of the places that I'm looking. I think it could be. His price is good and the matchup is great. But I think he's a solid play. I'm actually playing him cash, too. Yeah, I think with quarterbacks, the ownership is never that too high. I think that's one position really you don't have to worry about it. Uh, what are your thoughts on Josh Allen this week? He is 6,500. We know the Eagles are vulnerable against the pass. Allen was in a good spot last week, and he had a decent game. You know, he ran for 32 yards, which is kind of low for him. Uh, he did have multiple touchdowns, but only 202 passing yards. Here's my concern for Josh Allen. The Eagles are total garbage on the back end. They're not healthy, and they're really not that good. But Josh Allen's appeal is that he's a running back and a quarterback, too. That's really where you get your value from Josh Allen. And the Eagles are stopping everyone in terms of running the football. So I think that his ceiling is a little bit capped compared to what a lot of people are saying. I do like the John Brown play like as a stack, but I think there's places you can go with a, with a higher ceiling. Uh, what about Matthew Stafford this week? He's 6,100, coming off a big game last week. And maybe with on Johnson gone, maybe they pass a lot more. We know the Giants are a favorable matchup. Is Matthew Stafford someone you're considering this week? I would consider Matthew Stafford. I'm not thrilled about that play either because I think that game could turn a little bit uncompetitive later on. And 
The Lions like to do the same thing as Seattle does when they get up. If Daryl Bevel has the chance, he's going to grind it, run it down your throat, and I think he'll still do that with Ty Johnson. Are there any other running, uh, quarterbacks that you like this week? You know, if you're throwing an absolute dart, I don't mind playing Derek Carr. I don't love the play, but he's only 5000 so if you really want to pay down and you want to pivot off of Ryan Tannehill, I think that game could possibly turn into a shootout. I don't love it, though. I think we basically covered the, the ones that I'm really on. Running back this week, uh, most expensive, Christian McCaffrey, 9200 People might be like, oh, it's San Francisco, but we've seen McCaffrey pretty much produce regardless of defense. He had that one down game against Tampa, even though Tampa did limit him to 22 carries for 31 yards. He still scored two touchdowns and was productive in the passing game. So uh, would you pay up for McCaffrey this week uh, on the road against San Francisco? You know, with Dalvin Cook off of the main slate, Saquon Barkley is only $300 cheaper. I think I might like that play better, but I think the entire field is going to like that play better. So I don't mind going with McCaffrey because I think you might get him at a little bit compressed ownership. I think he might still be – he's going to be a top two or three owned player on the slate, but I, I, I don't mind the McCaffrey play. It could blow up in your face, though. You could see a game similar to that one we saw against Tampa Bay early on. Leonard Fournette has just been getting monster volume. He's only found the end zone, though, one time going up against the Jets this week. Do you just say uh, the volume is there and you go back to him and eventually he's going to score a touchdown or two? Uh, what about Fournette? His price is up to 78 now. In cash, I don't mind it. In tournaments, I, I'm not thrilled about it. His touchdown upside does seem low. That team really has had a lot of trouble scoring points in the red zone. It's, just, it's not just Leonard Fournette. It's kind of everyone. Chase Edmonds scored three touchdowns last week. David Johnson's a game-time decision. Uh, I think we know how this is going to play out, or maybe the Cardinals are going to mess with us. David Johnson plays, and then they tweet out, we told you you should have played David Johnson. If Edmonds is starting and David Johnson's out, is it too tough of a matchup to pay 6200 on the road against the Saints? I think it, his compressed ownership is gone. His compressed pricing is gone. I would look somewhere else. I, I, I think he's a decent play. I think if you're throwing him in as your flex spot and you're not expecting him to be the, the highest point scorer on your team, sure, I guess you can throw him out there. But I think there are a lot better plays, and some of them are quite a bit cheaper. Uh, give us some of those cheaper plays that you like this week and why. Well, Ty Johnson is a guy that I think is going to be the absolute chalk, but I think it's chalk you can eat because that game could turn into a game script that's really positive for running back flow. And I think that if you're playing multiple lineups and you're in one tournament, I don't mind pivoting to J.D. McKissick in another lineup just to give yourself that upside because he's a, he's a good PPR back. If he ends up getting a 50-50 split, he's a lot cheaper than Ty Johnson this week. I want to say he's like $1,200 cheaper on DraftKings, so he's a guy that I've kind of thrown in some Hail Mary lineups just to see. How about Austin Eckler, especially if Keenan Allen is ruled out? If Keenan Allen is ruled out, I really do like Austin Eckler. I think that he's basically last week down the stretch in that game when they were trying to come back, he was playing slot receiver. And with Keenan Allen out, I wouldn't be surprised to see him play 20, 30, maybe even 40% of his snaps out wide. So, it's a situation where he could get you wide receiver volume and be the running back, too, for that team. Talking to Joel Pollock, part of the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network at Receiver. 
DeAndre Hopkins, most expensive, 8100 Michael Thomas at 8 Julio Jones, 7700 Do you see yourself paying up for any one of those this week? My cash lineup has Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins stacked, and then I paid down at a few other positions. So, yeah, I am paying up. I think that that's a fantastic matchup against Oakland for that team. Uh, the Rams look to be in a good spot again uh, in London against the Bengals. Kind of were disappointing as far as the receivers last week. Uh, Cooper Cup, 75. Woods, 63. Brandon Cooks, uh, cheaper at 5,700. Are, are you looking at anyone from there in the matchup this week? You know, I'm really not looking at the Rams this week. I don't think any of them are bad plays, but when you look at what the Bengals have given up to wide receivers and also to quarterbacks, they really haven't been that high-ceiling play that everyone expects them to based on how bad they are. It's been all about the running back position. So I think Todd Gurley is a guy that a lot of people aren't talking about that could really blow up in this game. Uh, who are some of the other receivers? It looks like there's some good spots. Kenny Galladay appears to be in a good spot. John Brown. Uh, who are some of the receivers in that mid-range that you're looking to play this week? Kenny Galladay and John Brown are two of my favorite plays this week. Uh, if Sam Darnold is going to play, it sounds like what, Robbie Anderson at 49 is a cheap play that you could throw in with a super high ceiling. I don't. I talked about how I don't like Russell Wilson all that much. I do think that Tyler Lockett could be a good high ceiling play. You know, uh, Julio's always out there, but Calvin Ridley is in a situation now where Mohamed Sanu is gone, and he's only at 5,600. He's a guy that I really like. But Corey Davis, man, Corey Davis and A.J. Brown are both guys that I think you can throw out there because Ryan Tannehill is actually trying to throw the ball into tight windows, so their floor isn't nearly as low as it has been with Marcus Mariota. And if you use those three, you are saving a ton of money, and it really opens a lot because Corey Davis, I believe, is 44, and I think A.J. Brown's 41, so very, very yep. cheap plays there. How about Cortland Sutton? He's 5,300. He's been getting a huge volume. No Emmanuel Sanders. I know Joe Flacco's throwing him the ball, but uh, 5,300 going against the Colts. Uh, any exposure to Cortland Sutton this week? I do have some interest in Cortland Sutton. He has an almost elite yards per route run at 2.27, and Indy is giving up a ton of yards per coverage route no matter who's covering wide receivers. So I think he's a decent play. My one concern, though, is that historically between Emmanuel Sanders and Cortland Sutton, when Emmanuel Sanders is off the field, Cortland Sutton's, Sutton's volume goes up, but his efficiency tanks. Uh, would you consider, if you're really trying to save money, uh, Deshaun Hamilton, 3,300 with uh, Sanders gone? He should see more snaps. Obviously, the ceiling is not very high. He's more of a 4 for 50, 5 for 50 type guy. But do you see a need to potentially jam in Deshaun Hamilton to save some money? If you want to pay up with two elite running backs, I don't mind the play, and I think you can cover it if Christian McCaffrey has that great day that you're expecting. But I'm looking other directions. I think there's so many guys priced in that mid-range. Like Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd's not in a great matchup. He's pooped the bed the last two weeks, but he's still getting the volume, and I think he's only 5,100 on DK this week. Yeah, he is cheap once again, and uh, people are going to be reluctant to go to a guy that has not produced the last couple weeks, and we all know that can result in uh, a good game uh, a lot of the times. Tight end. Uh, the last few weeks, it's been worth paying up. Uh instead of going with the cheap guys, but 
uh, people might have different philosophies this week with some of those injuries opening up some value at tight end. Uh, how are you looking at it? I mean, Kelsey's obviously been a disappointment. Uh, Darren Waller's been balling. He's up to 5,900. Hooper, 5,500. Uh, Hunter Henry, 4,900. So it seems like there's a lot of good plays. Is that the range where you're going to be at this week? If I'm paying up, it's probably going to be for Darren Waller. I think he's going to be highly owned, so it might not be the best tournament play. But I'm looking at some of these guys like Josh Hill. If Jared Cook is out, Josh Hill had a really nice target share last week. He's only 3,200 on DraftKings. The implied total for that team is 29 this week. I think he's a really nice play. Yeah, getting that cheap tight end is right is going to be the key. So you did mention Hill is in a good spot. And then, of course, uh, people might look at Jonu Smith. Uh, he's 28, as Delaney Walker has been ruled out. And then, of course, you got Cameron Bray with O.J. Howard ruled out. Are those kind of trap plays, or do you think that uh, you can look at them? At the prices, I think you can look at all of them. The one thing I would say is I've talked a lot about how I like Ryan Tannehill, Corey Davis, A.J. Brown. I like Johnny Smith as well, but you do not want to expose yourself to more than one of those receivers in the same lineup because that offense just simply doesn't have a high enough ceiling to give you what you're looking for. Yeah, and you know it wouldn't be surprising if they all disappoint. It is Ryan Tannehill. On paper, definitely a good spot, and I'm not against it, but don't be surprised Sunday night. If you're disappointed, because we've seen this before. Uh, Joe, uh, before we let you go, just let people know where they can find you. At Human Stat Sheet on Twitter. And if you want to go to our website and check out our podcast, it's thefantasytakeaway.com. You can also find us in the Fantasy Football Discussion Group on Facebook, NFL Fantasy Football Discussion. Thanks, Adam. It's been a blast. Definitely, Joe. Always a good time and good luck this week. And again, Joe Pollock, check him out. Part of the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network. When we return, we'll wrap it up. We'll give you some last-minute nuggets and any breaking news as it is Full-Time Fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, 
as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis for a couple more minutes, but don't worry. You get access all weekend, fulltimefantasy.com. Any questions you have, you could ask them on the message boards and the forums. We'll be there all the way up until kickoff uh, on Sunday afternoon. Check out my Week 8 Deep Sleeper article up at fulltimefantasy.com. Week 8 Sneaky Starts, available at si.com slash fantasy. Uh, quick notes for those playing NBA DFS tonight. Uh, Nemanja Belica will be in the starting lineup tonight for the Kings, so he'll be cheap. And we've seen it last year when he got the opportunity to start. He put up some pretty good numbers as uh, Marvin Bagley out for four to six weeks with a thumb injury. So that could be a value play. So always check out everything last minute. There actually are quite a few injuries. Uh, remember, DeAndre Ayton suspended, so Aaron Baines will start. Uh, don't think you need to look at him in fantasy. They won't play enough. Enos Cantor has been ruled out for the Celtics. He won't play against the Raptors tonight. So Daniel Theis, Robert Williams will get those minutes uh, so they could split it. Cody Zeller been ruled out for the Hornets. They're playing the Wolves tonight. Uh, so you'll see Willie Hernan Gomez and Bismack Biombo there. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, his ankle is fine. So that's a good sign there after that monster game the other night. So again, uh, if you're new to NBA DFS, I love it. It's one of the best, but do not play if you cannot be near your phone, a news source, wherever you set your lineups, all the way up until lineup lock. You cannot set your lineup at 6 p.m. with lineup lock at 7, leave and think you're good. Not going to happen. So on a Friday, for some people, if you're at happy hour, it could be tough. So just make sure if you're going to play NBA DFS on a given day, that you have the ability to track all the news because guys get scratched last minute and then it opens up value. Uh, someone that's all of a sudden getting 30 minutes at you know 4K, 3K, they become someone you want to get in so you can get the high price superstar. So you have got to be around uh, at that time. I've always advised that. You know, on some days you just don't have the ability to play. 
Uh, it's a lot different than NFL DFS. So it's a grind, but it's fun, uh, especially if you're able to pay attention to all that last minute news and get in those value plays. That wraps it up here. Again, any questions, head on over to fulltimefantasy.com. Hit up the message boards and forms. I'll be there throughout the weekend, and I'll be back here Monday, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Yeah.